1: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your Uh, daily Dallas Cowboys uh. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast presented by GetUpside. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Lana McCool. And today we're answering your Twitter questions. But before we do that, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm
0: doing well. Uh, trying to avoid the droves of L.A. Rams fans that are excitedly scurrying around the city uh, for their, t- their team, their big Super Bowl appearance at home. Everyone's excited. L.A. is all abuzz over. The- no, I'm just kidding. They're talking about Oscar nominations and they don't really care about the Rams. So.
1: Have you watched any
0: of the Oscar uh, nominated movies this year? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. Uh, I I'm trying to think of who they were. I just know that I i right. I just know that I looked at the list and I was like, yeah, seen that one. I saw, seen that I one?
1: saw Don't look up, which is on Netflix, yeah, okay. right? Uh, okay. But this is the time of year where I dive really into the Oscar movies because I like to be prepared. So
0: yeah, I mean, this is the time to do it, right? To kind of Get, yeah. get uh, now the football season's a little bit over. You yeah. have a little bit, little bit more free time, so you try to dive into a couple of these uh, of these movies that you may have missed during yeah. the regular season and. Uh, you know, then after quickly binge watching all of them, try to make a decision on what you yep. think is the best picture of the year, much like we decide like who, who we think the best players are in, in the, the draft process. Yeah, and as I say, would I tell you? Gonna, tape.
1: Yeah, when I tell you, I'm going to be watching film over the weekend. Just you're not going to know whether it's some draft prospects or uh, Oscar That's movies. Right. So
0: film will be watched. It's just of an in indeterminate nature. Yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right, we got a lot of good Twitter questions uh, to get to, but before we do that, I want to ask you about the the Giants coaching mm. hires over the last couple mm. of weeks. So they hired Brian Dable to be their head coach. Yeah. They got Mike, Mike Kafka to be their offensive coordinator. And today they hired Don Wink Martindale to be their defensive coordinator. Got to admit, Delaney, I think those are some pretty good hires they've had. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, it's certainly as far as names go. I mean, I th- obviously Dable was a guy that I had talked about wanting the yeah. Cowboys to potentially kick the tires on. So uh, don't, uh, don't love that uh, hire. I mean, for the Cowboys, Uh, the, the Martindale one is a good hire because I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Uh, but, but it, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't quite, uh, strike the same fear in me as I think it it would for other teams, because I do think that, you know, wink is, uh, very well noted for, for being a a blitz heavy defensive coordinator. And I think the Cowboys specifically do really well when teams blitz them. So, uh, I I actually think that that, you know, it's a good hire by the giants. I think overall, uh, but I think for the Cowboys specifically, it doesn't quite uh, fear me as much as if they brought in Fangio or, you know, something well, like that.
1: Here's the thing. They had a good defensive coordinator last year, Patrick. Graham. Yeah. I liked I, Patrick Graham a lot. I, I don't know if wink is an upgrade on uh, Graham. He might be, he might be a slight one, but it's really, but it, might move, right? it's, it might it be just a parallel move,
0: right? It might be a like, parallel
1: move, but yeah. the offensive side is what makes me a little bit more oh, nervous oh, yeah. because Dable and Kafka are going to be pretty good together. Still, it comes down to do they figure out the quarterback thing? Can Dable turn Daniel Jones into the next Josh Allen? I have my doubts, but it's a pretty good coaching staff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, we we, 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 we appropriately land blast them when they make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. We, we shrug and, and let it go when they make the really good ones we don't yeah. like. So we're shrugging and letting it go. That's fine.
1: Uh, all right, let's 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 get to your questions. I, I love this first question. Uh, this one's just right up your alley. It's from uh, oh Ali. He wants to know, could we talk about why I'm still upset after that playoff game and why everyone's excited that things are staying exactly the same? I'm so tired of the same. My only hope is that we get to Kobe Deem and the attitude of this team completely changes. I can't read the rest of the tweet, but it, it's something similar to that. So what are your thoughts uh, Why, why why are people so excited that things are staying the same?
0: Well look, I mean I, I certainly empathize with what this guy's saying. I, I mean I think I he's kind of mirroring a lot of what I expressed at the end of the, the playoff run and it, it, right after that game was over is that you know it just felt like the changes that needed to be made at the end of the season to get this team ready to play in the playoffs just never happened. Uh, And so if the question is what, what do I have to look forward to when we are bringing back more of the same, you know, look, first of all, I think the key thing to remember when involving optimism or pessimism towards an NFL season is to focus on the fact that every year, every year, we talk about how the NFL season is unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And it it always manages to be unpredictable in ways that we, <laughs> despite our many guesses as to way to predict things, it always finds a ways to flummox us. So I think that the idea that you're gonna get uh, uh, similar or exact same results just because you have the same coaching staff, I mean that that I understand that thought process, but I don't know that that necessarily is true. I think that there is opportunity for growth. I think there's also an opportunity for the, for the fact that the Cowboys had some injuries, including to Dak that may have caused issues down the stretch that they were not just able to recover from in time that I think that, you know, if with a little bit healthier Dak, we'll get to bit, that question later. Don't yeah. Worry. A little bit of that kind of a little bit, just a little bit of change angles and things, you know, there is opportunity here. And again, like these, these NFL seasons are wide open. I totally understand the questioners, thought process mm-hmm. you know more of the same how is that going to be better but this is a young a very young team still with a very young coach uh, at offensive coordinator who is growing himself so i think there is opportunity for growth and change there um and i do think that there is something to the idea that change is not always good change yeah. is not always better you know it, it's not always greener on the other side of the pasture
1: i, I do want to point out yeah, man, this is me being optimistic, Marcus. again. here I we go. Here we go. Everybody get everybody this, gets the tape recorders ready. Listen, this team was really good during the regular season. They were twelve and five, number two in point differential, number one in DVOA. Just because they had a bad game in the playoffs doesn't necessarily mean that everything has to change, right? Like this team was good, and if everything is the same, listen, I think you and I would sign up for another twelve and five season next year and get another crack at trying to make the Super Bowl, right?
0: Like. That's okay. Um, I, I think part good. of dis- the formula of disappointment is to have the excitement up front, right? If you didn't feel like this was a good team at the beginning of the season, then you wouldn't feel as disappointed <laughs> well, at the end of the season when they didn't do it. So the point is, is that that talent is there enough to do something. It's yeah. just that they need to avail themselves of that at the end of the year. It reminds me
1: of the 2018 season, which was the opposite, right? They started out so poorly. They were three and five or whatever and they went on a run and they made the playoffs and they got knocked out in the second round. We felt better about the team probably coming out of that stretch than we did, you know, out of this game, even, even though they are much more consistent in the regular season. But um, here's the other thing that we have to, to, regu- to, to realize about the NFL. How many teams after the Super Bowl is over are happy with the way their season turned oh. out and played out?
0: This is this is what I've been banging on. If if all of your happiness is is hinging on the fact that whether or not your team won the Super Bowl or not, it, that's like playing right. Russian roulette with like thirty two bullets. It's right. like thirty one bullets. I, I think. <laughs>
1: here's the thing. if the if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, I think the Rams are going to be really disappointed on how the season turned out. Right, you gave up all Absolutely. these assets and you didn't win a Super Bowl. Now, yeah, if it's flipped the other way and the Rams win. I, I think you could talk to yourself in this being a, a really successful season for the Bengals, but most teams aren't happy with the way that the, the season ended. It's just kind of the life of the NFL. And you're right. Like you have to enjoy the ups and downs of the season, but at the same time, we are a little bit disappointed that it didn't end up the way that we were hoping. I just, I don't know if they needed a huge amount of change this offseason. I I think this team is good enough to, at least give it one more run before tearing everything down.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I certainly, like I said, I think with Kellen Moore, you have an opportunity to grow a little bit more there. Uh, I think if if we had the chance to run this back and then kind of replay that whole playoff game and last end yep. of the season, we would take that opportunity uh, yeah uh, especially with maybe like you know a different set of injuries or you know whatever a different set of circumstances. I think things could have you know played out in a different way. So uh, there's certainly there are lots of teams out there in the NFL that are heading into much much worse situations going into the offseason. So uh, let's Green keep Bay? that in mind. Yeah, new Orleans. Um, I mean, just thinking about it, but... some of
1: the other contenders, Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if you if you saw, uh, uh, but our, our good friend, uh, Luke from uh, locked on Vikings took a picture of him and, uh, Peter and yeah, uh, see Ross yeah. <laughs> all together. He's like uh, me and my other, the seven and 10 teams, uh, hanging out, uh, you know, <laughs> seeing as, as the two, uh, uh hosts of the new locked on, uh, uh, Saints and Locked On Packers uh, uh, t- uh, shows were with him. You know, look, I mean, there's just there's a lot of unknown. Uh, there's going to be a lot of turnover. There's going to be a lot of change in this off season. So oh, gosh. especially it's, in the it's, NFC, it's right. really hard to kind of even guesstimate where the Cowboys are in the pantheon of things with the way they they, they are right now. So uh, I, I think you can't be. They didn't have the the worst situation. They didn't maybe get the best situation that everybody wanted, but they certainly didn't hit worst case scenario with wow. their coaching hires and everything. So we got to play this out and just see how it goes. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet
1: Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As we get to the Super Bowl here later this week. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your uh, sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new and amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. We also wanted to tell you guys about Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making like $200, $300 a year just by using cash back. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. All right, next question. And this is a a really good one that uh, I was was thinking about today. It comes from uh, Eman. He wants to know, the Cowboys have been an offensive team for years. How would you feel if they used all of their assets and investments this offseason to become a defensive first team with Dan Quinn back?
0: I think it would be a very poor idea. Um, I think you don't know that Dan Quinn is going to be with your, your team beyond this next season. Uh, defense is inherently very difficult to replicate. It is. Um, even when you have a stable force, a defensive coordinator, I don't even know that we can be certain that the Cowboys are going to be able to replicate anything like they did this year next year. Oh, I I would expect a major regression next year, even if the talent is
1: as good, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm not saying this for 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 foregone conclusion, but you certainly shouldn't count on being able to replicate this type of defense year in and year out. Almost no one can do that. Uh, So I would say you kind of continue to reload on defense, continue to to reshape. Uh, get yourself in a situation where you feel uh, that your defense is versatile, can do the things you want, and that it can play complementary to what your offense is doing. But I just feel like, you know, uh, you can try to do your best to make the defense as good as it can, and you can invest a lot if you would like. But I think trying to, you know, center the, the gravity of this, of what this team is trying to do on solely playing good defense and then, you know, which which usually translates into meaning to play more run on the offensive side yep. to kind of complement that. I think that's a poor idea. I, I think that you you'll see that there are very few teams in the NFL that can consistently win that way. Yep. And the one that did that beat the Cowboys had you know an ungodly type of of uh, of uh, run game that was called you know historically famous and a defense that was heating up at the right time. So. I, I think the formula, if you're trying to build long-term consistency and in a, in a winner for, for long periods of time, multiple seasons, is to try to you know create a, a, a very difficult-to-stop offense uh, and then try to keep those pieces in place as long as you can and then just reload the defense as best you can.
1: Yeah, I saw a good tweet today, and I can't remember who it was from, but basically 19 of the last 22 Super Bowl participants all had a top-10 offense it's just it's was it wade more. phillips <laughs> well yeah but wade phillips didn't put out the tweet i saw William phillips's response it said uh so defenses don't win championships huh and the truth is anymore not really and even that even that team that you know that wade phillips is on that had a number one ranked defense they had peyton freaking manning as their head yeah. coach or their, as their quarterback right like more head coach well
0: <laughs> maybe a little bit
1: i mean you just have to have a good offense. It doesn't have to be the number one. It doesn't even have to be number five or whatever. But I, I don't think you're going to see a team win a Super Bowl with the number one ranked defense and the number
0: 18 ranked offense, right? It's just probably not going to happen anymore. I just don't know that you're going to have markedly better success on defense while solely focusing on trying to create a number one defense versus building. Naturally, yeah. through the draft and adding pieces as you can, it because defense is just so hard to predict. And again, defense uh, statistically, the things that we kind of judge a defense on a lot of it is mostly dictated by the offenses they're playing as opposed to how well they're playing. That's just the nature of the NFL. Yeah. Offense is what stirs the drink here.
1: Now, that's not to say that Cowboys can't have a defensive centric offseason where they use a majority no. of their picks on defense like they did last year, right? Like how many of their first picks were on defense last year? It was Micah Parsons, Calvin Joseph, Osa Digizua, Chauncey Golson, Nashaun Wright, Jabril Cox? Like it wouldn't surprise me if we have something similar this offseason, but I'm not gutting my offense to add more defensive guys, if that makes sense.
0: Let's put it this way: you had a, a solid defense at the end of the year. Your offense kind of had tailed off. The priority, without a doubt, has got to be to get the offense back to where it was going. The defense, yep. you know, trying to chase that dragon is 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 more fruitless. It's 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 yep. it's, it's going to be more difficult, and it's it's not guaranteed to happen. If you can get the offensive line back in shape, if you can get blocking back to shape, if you can get a run game back going. You can get an offense right back to where it was. I think that's been shown over and over again. Whereas defense, it's a little bit of a, a more tricky situation. It's a little bit more difficult to replicate.
1: Would you still spend a lot of your picks on defense this year, just to improve the depth? Because I do think that's what matters a lot on defense is having nineteen to twenty guys that you feel really good about.
0: I, I just because you know, yeah, the Cowboys are going to lose a lot of guys on that side of the ball. Yeah. I think that the Cowboys should continue to invest there, uh, but I, I, you know, not at the. uh you know at the detriment to the offense you know there is things that yeah. need to be fixed in the offense that that has to be kind of the priority and then you know it, it doesn't mean that you can't spend a large number an even larger number than you do on offense on defense it's just that you need to make sure that the offense is squared away first
1: i, I agree uh all right let's do uh let's do this question if amari cooper gets traded or released is there, is there a free agent wide receiver out there that you could re- sign okay well let's go ahead and eliminate like the big guys. Like they're not going to go out and sign Devontae Allen Robinson. you're or... That's a lateral move at best. And you're not going to do that. However, there are some guys out there that I think could work in combination with like CD lamb. So let's just run through some names. You tell me yes or no. And if you can expand on it, if you want uh, mm-hmm. Christian Kirk.
0: Kirk's an interesting name, you know, uh, has kind of some of that stuff that you would, I think he would be a good fit with what you've got. Right. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you'd like to see somebody who is a little bit more established, but again, that's kind of what you're paying for at that rate. So I think Christian Kirk is a name to, to keep in mind for sure. Okay. Mike Williams
1: is probably going to be too much. Chris Goblin is probably going to be too much. Odell Beckham, I don't think the Cowboys probably want to worry about that, right?
0: Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of money. And, and you know, you, you need someone solid in production at this point, like reliable, and, Emmanuel you
1: know. Sanders has been a name that's kind of been whispered around the Cowboys for a while, but he's gonna be 35 this offseason, probably past the point where you want to bring him in, correct?
0: Yeah, I mean, because at a certain point, you know, the speed is really kind of what you're you're hoping for. And and at, at that age, I think he can still play yep. the position. It's just I don't know that he's gonna run past people the way he used to. Sammy Watkins, twenty nine. I mean, Sammy Watkins seems like a going to be more expensive because CD Lamb's on his rookie contract version and less talented version of CD Lamb. So I don't know. I I, no. I think I think I think if you're gonna go out and get somebody, I I want somebody who's different, right? Like I need like a a a different body style, almost someone who's gonna maybe stretch the offense a little bit more. Uh, Mark is not a scaling maybe i mean he's again similar right like yeah i, I yeah i mean again I, I i maybe okay depending on what the number was uh, juju smith schuster who mentioned he would like to play with the cowboys Sh- Sh- smith schuster doesn't kind of fall into the category of what i was just talking about no he's he doesn't a player uh, like he's definitely same, not a burner right? yeah nope. uh, but he is kind of like a, a big target who could play slot he can get open i think he can catch the ball uh, he could be a reliable source, I think, uh, uh, for this offense uh, if he can you know, get the kind of matchups you want. But, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to pay him a ton of money, which is probably what he's going to get because of all the production he's had at different points in his career. It's, it's a very interesting
1: wide receiver class. Uh, I'm going to say a name, and I, I don't want you to laugh, okay? I promise this is an actual option, and this guy might get paid. Quan Treadwell.
0: you say Laquan Treadwell? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look. I mean, after you know, basically being asleep for the first I mean, four or five years of his career, uh, he it sounds. like, I mean, from what I remember, he kind of had a little resurgence near near the yeah. end of uh sixty five
1: yards a game in the last in the second half of the season.
0: I mean, it really kind of showed up. So that's enough. It's it's the same, yeah. right? It's I mean, again, the same it's, kind it's... of bigger receiver that doesn't scare, scare teams on the field. I mean, here is a guy that is like injured a lot but honestly this is what you're going to run into a lot with these guys someone like will fuller someone like you know i mean I a one it's... i got
1: another one i got another one DJ chark who
0: yeah okay
1: games last year um he, now he might get more money than the cowboys are willing to offer but he's only he's only played you know a handful of games over the last two seasons but he can stretch the field he was a 30 visit by the cowboys does ty hilton still have anything left no, probably not. Probably not? Okay. Probably. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know. Will Fuller's interesting. I like that, Dave, because you could probably get him for a few million a season. And when he plays, he's going to give you a vertical element. However, we talked about this yesterday, though, Lane. And, like, does Dak even want to throw down the sidelines 30, 40, 50 yards down the field? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of a question that we – have to be able to go up and ask Dak himself so that w- we'll leave that one to will mcclay
1: i mean it's he's never really been a guy that wants to throw vertically unless it's to a go up and get it guy like michael gallup but it's something to, to maybe keep an eye on uh, all right one more quick break to tell you guys about rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock up on all the parts you need Rock Auto has everything you need, from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low in the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write On" in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: All right, let's let's uh, let's finish up with some questions. Uh, a couple of people wanted to know, Dak Prescott declined his invite for the Pro Bowl. Do you think he was more injured than the Cowboys officials wanted to let
0: on? You know, it's something that I had been thinking about for a while because it just seemed like it – I mean, look, it's hard to deny the statistical, uh, you know, drop-off that happened after Mm -hmm. the calf injury, right? After that New England game. Um, And and, and another part of the issue that made it kind of – Know, difficult to diagnose I guess or, or at least to kind of solely blame you know some issues on that is that that happened right around the time that the bye week happened right around the time that they did the shuffle on the offensive yep. line um so it, it it kind of got you know mud muddied a little bit by by that but I, I mean I have to think there there it must have been more severe at least than than they wanted yep. to talk about simply because of the fact that I really felt like part of the reason they struggled with some of those two high defenses later in the, in the season is that they were struggling to run the football, which was uh, especially, you know, kind of creating those explosive plays that they wanted, especially once Pollard got himself got injured. Right. Yep. And then, uh, you know, the other thing that, that could have really helped there is a little bit more of Dak running the football. Right. And just because yep. they're, they're playing everybody uptight tight. Dak getting five and six yards on on a second down pass that, you know, would normally fall incomplete is a much better a uh, result, especially against a team that's trying to keep everything in front of you than, you know, just taking a, a, an incompletion pass. And it just felt like Dak was not interested in doing that after the injury. And it certainly felt like the Cowboys were not interested in running any of the kind of uh, very much at least of the option game stuff that yep. i expected that's really the kind of thing that i really expected to start showing up near the end of the season right is that i thought okay they're saving this until they absolutely need it now we're in the last games of the playoff of uh, the season we're in the playoffs and we're still not really seeing it we saw a little bit of it but but it was it was you know only as absolutely needed so yeah. i have to think you know we uh, that combined with the fact that the every single week after the games we would watch the tape and they just basically stopped doing or it certainly stopped having success on any of the kind of naked bootlegs, waggle yep. passes, stuff that had really worked well for them. And that has everything to do with the kind of throw that Dak is making, throwing off that one calf, much like he did when he hurt himself. So yep. I have to believe that there is something there and that, that clearly Dak, you know, his body must have been exhausted from i mean think about all the rehab he was doing up until the season then playing a regular season of football uh it may be just time that he needs to let his body rest at this point
1: i heard some whispers that he re-injured the calf against the chiefs and then because they had those three games right in a row he never really got a chance to get healthy so they really limited the number of play action stuff and rollout stuff and i went back and did just to double check and it's true. You could look at like throwing yeah. on the run numbers and they basically got rid of them all until the end of the season. Uh, like week 16, he started to yeah. get healthier. And we saw that reflected his play. Like last three games of the season, like the, the regular season, he had a pass rating of 133. He had 12 touchdowns and zero interceptions and he finally started to look healthy again. And then they just ran into a good forty ers team. They just didn't play well that game. So I, I, think, I think Dak did get healthier as the season went along. I just don't think he had any interest in playing in a pro ball game, even if he was 95% healthy. I just, there, there was really no reason for it. Right.
0: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like I said, I mean, think about it from Dak's point of view. I mean, he has basically been working nonstop yeah. since, I mean, really since training camp of last season. Right. Because he, yep. he, he goes into training camp last season, plays a couple games, gets injured. Now he's, you know, surgery and then it's just a sprint of an of of a recovery workout to get mm-hmm. it, uh, healthy in time for the regular season then he gets to the regular season deals with injury so uh, honestly like there i think there is something to the idea that your body needs to rest and recover from your recovery you know yeah. and i think i think honestly it could be we may look back at, at jalen smith and say that that may have been ultimately what his undoing was, right? Is that he worked so hard to kind of get back to a spot where he could play at the level that he played at what was it, 2018? And 2018, and then whatever, you know, whatever that did to his body regressed him to the point where he can never get back to that point. It just it took such a monumental effort yeah. to get him that way. So Dak may be dealing with a similar situation where his body's just tired after having yeah. to do all that, and he just needs the time to kind of recover and we talked about at the beginning of the show,
1: like why is staying the same might be good for the Cowboys. The, the, the right answer might just be if Dak is a hundred percent healthy next year Yeah. and you see, cause we saw it, like, we saw it in spurts last year, right? Like three or four game sample sizes where he looked incredible. And you just wondered like between the ankle, between the shoulder, between the calf, like how healthy was he really at any point in the season? If he comes in next year, healthier, looks quicker because he has, you know, a year and a half off because of the ankle.
0: Maybe that's all the Cowboys need to take the next step. I mean, yeah, honestly, like that's enough to be the difference between, you know, what happened last year and what could happen, you hope, in the future. And that, you know, maybe that extra knowledge that they can be, this is something we always have to consider with with these teams, right? They know more than we do, or at least they have more information than we do, right? So – if they have that knowledge that Dak was not, you know, was playing at 75% for, you know, the last, for the third quarter of the season last year, right. There may be a thought process like, Hey, if we just have a, you know, a Dak who's not dealing with this calf and shoulder injury, the latter part of the season, this whole thing might've been quite different. You may get the number one seed. You may, you may yep. get a better opportunity. Uh, and you know, look, we lost at home to a, in a playoff game. There's no way around that, but you hope that maybe this team would be able to find its rhythm a little bit better uh, you know, through that, th- that latter part of the season and be more prepared to go into the playoffs.
1: I'm just going to pull up Dak's game logs right here. Before the injury, so the first uh, six games of the season, he had a pass rating of 115. He was averaging over 8.5 yards per attempt during that stretch. If you can get that for a whole season, this team is probably the one
0: seed. Yeah. And the injury that he had was, you know, fluky, you know, it was like he, he, he pulled it. He's dealing with it, dealing with the, the ankle uh, coming off of that. And then he, you know, he, he pulls it kind of throwing off of that foot off, off of really yeah. deep pass rolling out. Right. So, you know, if you just can get all the way back to closer to healthy you know, closer, you know, another year off away from that injury, which hopefully will make him less injury prone in that spot you know, there's, there's certainly, there's certainly tons of hope here. It's not like, you know, again, I think people are are still just on the other side of the playoff loss. I understand. I'm, I'm still pissed about it too. Um, but I don't think that we can assume this isn't year eight of Jason Garrett guys. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this isn't like where we've been doing this forever and ever and ever. Like this is, you know, the second year that we've had an opportunity this will be the third year that we've had an opportunity for Dak fully unleashed with Kellen uh, and, you know, yep. really last year was injury and the year before that dealt with injuries too. So we'll see.
1: Uh, all right. We're going to answer some more of these questions tomorrow. Cause we only got to like through three today. Yeah, I'm long, sorry,
0: so, That's no, all right. That's me too.
1: We're, we're going to get to some more though. So if you have some questions, please send them into us. We're going to do our best to answer more tomorrow. Uh, download the show, wherever you get your podcasts, Google podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify, Follow the show on YouTube. Uh, We're putting out uh, videos every single day there. You can follow Leighton at NicoleBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore
2: Mosier. We'll see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.